This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Geroen Farrelly. And I'm Neve Kavner. And you're listening to Agony Rats. So I thought you might have been wearing something more sparkly today. Why? Oh, in honor of the Oscars. And there's so many Irish. I thought maybe one of you was in them. The Oscars. <laughs> Are you one of them? No, not no. Because <laughs> there's like a hundred. I'm very excited about the Oscars this year because it feels like Ireland is really well of, represented. Well, well represented. Yeah, it's Ireland. great. I'm so chuffed. Like and Paul Meskel. That came out of left field a little bit. Now, don't get me wrong. I haven't seen the movie, but I think he's great. Like you know, but uh, he is. Very attractive. Oh, well, yeah. He is very attractive. Yeah, but you know, it's a funny thing. He looks like my son, so unfortunately, <laughs> it's not the same for me. You know what I mean? Like, Jack is, Jack, he's very like Jack, but actually not even that. It's just that age. Yeah. He, I don't know. Maybe it's because I've moved into a second. I like an older looking man now because it feels a bit weird. <laughs> now, Neve, I wasn't suggesting. No, I know. Like, but, but I, I, I can just, I can admit he's he's an attractive, but but it's just in a different he, way he, for me. It's now. his emotional availability. Oh wow! That makes him a. He's very good. He's a brilliant actor. Like I really love watching him and things. So I yeah. haven't seen After Sun yet, which I'm very excited about seeing. Yeah, he's very. Uh, he's doing a play now. He's doing um. Uh, streetcar named Desire I Where? Think, in the West End Oh Okay Well it was hardly going to <laughs> I thought it was going to be in, It was hardly going to be in the board gash Like You say that you don't know I saw Francis McDormand do A Streetcar Named Desire in The Gate The Gate See they went through a, The Gate went through a phase of getting great people in And it too. was amazing And they it wasn't your man It was after she won her Oscars for Law the first, and Order for Special Parker. Victims Unit Oh my god it was so amazing yeah. Stella <laughs> no, that's the wrong I one. forgot that she was here. She was that. amazing. It was an amazing production, and I would absolutely love, love to see Paul Mescal do it. Well, well, who's he playing in it? I don't know. I mean, you know me, Neve. I, I, I read the headlines. Yeah, I know. I don't go in for that. I'm not a nitty gritty sort of person. I know, but how exciting for him to be! They're, like, they're nominated right across, which is fantastic. He went from. Yeah being the new thing in normal people a couple of years ago and now suddenly like here he is I mean I think having seen the Banshees of Inishir and I knew that there was going to be some you know when people started talking about Oscars for that didn't surprise me right but it and it lost lost all the SAG Awards it lost them all every single one of them Where? didn't win a single one like around the back of the couch no anything it was nominated <laughs> for it didn't get I know but I think sometimes when something's sweeping the board sometimes the SAGs take their little moment oh do they yeah sometimes did anybody Irish win did Anne Colleen Kuhn win anything or was it even nominated didn't on the SAGs I, do you know what here's the thing about the Oscars right right I love the buzz of them I can see why everyone you do know, you watch go, it no I haven't watched it for years I don't watch the Oscars and I almost never 
have seen the films. I mean, I always try and watch the films afterwards. Yeah, I know. I I usually, I, there used to be a point where I used to see all the movies and I would be ahead of the game and I'd be guessing which ones would be nominated for Oscars. And so I'm I'm usually in the in the mix of it, but this year I hadn't seen hardly any of the movies. I had I got out of the way I think during COVID about going to the cinema. I the only film I've seen this year was um, that Tom Hanks one, A Man Called Otto. You went to see that? Was it good? Oh my god, it's brilliant! Well, it's one of the is. best films I've ever seen. He's I like the trailer on it. I never thought to see it. I went to see that, and in Port Leash, because I was in Port Leash for two days. Okay, because I had two shows down there. And I went to see it on my own before the second show. So, it, like, it finished at, like, say, Five o'clock. seven o'clock. Yeah, oh, yeah. I know. got straight in. Half yeah. eight. And, uh, Were you still affected I by it? bawled my eyes out. Did you go on stage with Red Rims? I was in bits after <laughs> that film. I, it was, I was so upset I had to stay in the cinema. Did he die? Before, no, maybe. I'm, he does, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, it's it's... I mean, that, I don't think that's ruining it. But no, it is a, bit. a small bit because I didn't know that. But about it's, it. oh God, it's so good. I know, but it's, sometimes you just watch a movie and it makes you feel something really beyond. I remember like balling my lamps out uh, during, um, what's that one with uh, Meg Ryan on it? And she was a drunk. And oh, Sleepless in Seattle. No, she wasn't a drunk in that one. You've got mail? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, just because she was drunk in the background. I'm talking about when she was in it. What was it? Uh, what was it called? Oh, geez, Andy Garcia was in it. What happened to Meg Ryan? Oh, well, a lot of plastic surgery, I think. Oh. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of emotion going on there now. <laughs> Maybe inside. That's what you want. No, nothing displayed that's on the outside. Uh, that, uh, that's what you want. Your face should be a mystery. <laughs> to be fair, I cry on the opening credits of Little House on the Prairie, so I'm easily crying in movies. I love a good cry in a movie. I don't cry in life very often, but I cry in movies. Watching movies. I love a good cry. You can make I, me cry in an ad. I remember as a kid, I used to watch, I remember seeing Going to See Beaches in the cinema. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, it was brilliant. It's such a That's great movie. That's the first time I ever cried in the cinema. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. I that love crying. In, not so much in the cinema, but I just love it. There's something fantastic about bawling your eyes out while you have a massive plate of nachos in front of you. <laughs> It's like, oh, I'm so sad. <laughs> this is the saddest. <laughs> I wish I'm not. Is it fully loaded? Is it fully loaded? Oh my God, of course, fully loaded. Oh no, but it was, was there chilies in it? Because I tell chilies, you. Chilies, cheese. Nothing worse than wiping your eye after a chilli. <laughs> yeah, no, that's you should be careful. You should be careful. Now. But when I, I have to say now, when I go to the cinema, it's a party. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll have well, clearly like, I do the nachos, nachos and everything. the Hagen Daz, the I get oh, a hot dog. Now, do you get that in order? Like, do you get? Well, I, what I would do is I do hot dog first because it's warm. Yeah, of course. I, the the you know uh, nachos can be tepid. That's good. Okay, and but the, the ice cream needs. Well, I suppose well, no, it needs to melt a bit. Because sometimes they're a little bit. Yeah, they can be a bit too hard. Yeah, no, I know. And then you yeah. get the brain freeze afterwards. It's like a bit of a color. I know. I know. But, but you, I mean, it's interesting. I I'm I'm very excited for the Oscars because. I want to see Irish doing well. But yeah. I mean, obviously we're recording this before it comes out, so we can't really say, like, this is the day that everybody's going to find out. I think out. we're going to win. I think we're going to win everything. Oh, good. Well, we are already winners because, to be honest, every American person is descended from, from an <laughs> Irish person. <laughs> I'm sure if we look hard enough, we'll find an Irish connection somewhere. I know. But, uh, but I heard they have a crisis team in place. Did you know why? 
after Will Smith last year. Do you remember we talked about Will Smith last year? Do you remember? The it, slap. That's only a year ago. That feels like it was 10 years I ago. I know. That slap was weird. What happened to him? What do you mean what happened like, to him? Like, do you mean, to, has there been any repercussions? Has he made oh, more yeah, movies? Oh, yeah, no, no, they banned him. They banned him from the Oscars. So, in other words, he can't be nominated or can't go to it. Or, that's fair enough. Yeah, I know. Bit strange because technically speaking, he's supposed to present this year's best actress. Of course, because he won. Because he won year. after. I, do you know what? Slapgate. That's the funny thing. You forget that he won, which is an awful shame. And he won it, but he won it for that film that Serena and yeah, for being the dad, King Will. I thought that was a lot of shite. Did now. you see it? Yeah, I, I saw. Didn't see no, it. I saw. I I started to watch it, and I was like, oh, I'm not into this. Do you know what we should do, right, next year for before the Oscars, if we're still friends? Um, I was thinking, <laughs> we should watch all the movies that are nominated and make our own opinions. Neve, I have a lot on. Come on. I'm trying to get through Rizzoli and Isles and they can't do it. Oh my God, I love Rizzoli, I love Rizzoli and Isles. I just <laughs> I love, love it, it so much. Oh if you haven't watched Rizzoli and Isles, listeners, it's just, it's, it's the best of both worlds. It is. It's, it's like Murder, She Wrote, but... Modern? Yeah, it's like Murder, She Wrote meets... Law and Order. Yeah. But with women and empowered. I love a strong woman. I love a strong woman. It's not in obvious a ro- in your life, Chase. Like, I just... <laughs> I know. I do, uh, do you like Vera? Do you know what? I love Vera. I love Vera. Don't say anything Vera bad. is a two-hour mystery that you... There's a, there's a decent hour in every Vera. And then there's a lot of her walking on the beach. And I you're love just like. Her. Vera, no, Brenda Blethyn can do get anything your she act likes. Together. Anything she likes. Jessica I love her. Fletcher would solve those murders <laughs> and have time left over. And have a little smile at the end. Yeah. I know. Well, I just think I I think Vera, every time I watch a Vera, I'm just like, I, I've seen this one. But yeah, I but haven't. Jessica Fletcher's, you know, English accent is rubbish. I know. I have to say now, if she, I turn on a murder she wrote and, and it's, it's based co- on, cousin Emma. I know. Yeah, it's hard. I'm, I'm it's like, a tough one. Come on. I know, it's a tough one. Any old iron? She, you think she's going? She's like two seconds away from singing any old iron. I know, yeah, yeah. He's up, mother brand. I, and there's that that one. Do you know where she goes undercover as the drunk in the bar? <laughs> that episode. I do love that episode. That's one I'd watch a couple of times. Yeah. And the thing about Murder She Wrote is there was great guest stars. No, always. There's they, there's no decent guest stars in Vera. Do you know Vera <laughs> seems to be? It's not Murder She Wrote. It's a different thing. I know. Oh, I love it. But it's like. I know. It, there, it always seems like it's a cry off in Vera. Oh. Who can cry the hardest? <laughs> I was like, Jesus, no wonder she's the one's depressed. Okay. She, well, she's surrounded by whinge and bastards. I'm just, I'm just going to file this under we're never bringing Vera up again. And do you know what I will say about Vera? I'll tell you something else. What else? You know Kenny? Yeah, okay. Oh, he should file a bullying complaint with HR because I the way Vera talks to him. But do you know actually what the interesting fact about Kenny? Go on. His real name is, is Kenny. Kenny. That was lazy. One of the things I did during the week, I, I was a guest on a podcast, mm-hmm. right? I was a guest on a podcast called um, The Way They Were. Okay. And it is a podcast, I have to say, if you haven't listened to this podcast, it's well worth a listen. It's about celebrity couples. It's about the breakup of a celebrity couple. Oh my gosh. And who are you talking about? It is so good. Well, who are you talking about? Well, the couple that I chose were um, Paul Robinson from Neighbours <laughs> and Christina. I'm afraid. I'm afraid that doesn't surprise me in it any way. It was the greatest 
hour of my life. Really? <laughs> it was absolutely fantastic. Did you have superior neighbours and knowledge? Superior. Absolutely superior. Okay. But my favourite thing about it was, about the podcast is, that you forget the impact that these couples have on you. Like Kylie Minogue and Jason Donovan, as a celebrity couple, they have never been topped. Are you seriously saying that to me? I am. They, like, they, like, they're the greatest showbiz couple of all they time. They were never a couple, were they? Really? They were. Of course they were. For real? No, Neve. you just bought into the whole, oh, you know, are we, aren't we? They, they were. They, they were sang a, a song. They sang a song. But you didn't get to see them kiss. Ever. Because do you remember in the Especially For You video when, you know, she runs into his arms and then they cut it just before they kiss. That was done deliberately. Do you know the weird thing about this conversation is I had this exact same conversation with my friend Sarah. I actually picked the same people in my life. <laughs> she. <laughs> this is really freaking me out. So I hardly watch Neighbours, so I'm I'm in a bad place here for this conversation. But Kylie and Jason, they were no, no, they weren't. Like, who was your favourite celebrity couple? Oh gosh, I don't know. I have loads of them. I mean, old school. Probably, um, let me see, Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn, who weren't really a couple, but kind of were. But that's old school. It's very old school. Uh, but actually, yeah, he was married the whole time, but he, they were estranged. And so they kind of loved each other. So there was an affair. Yeah. And Lauren McCall and Humphrey Bogart. Absolutely amazing. Oh, look at his face. His face is not funny. Nice. But modern times, I don't know. I quite like, I absolutely, sorry, I love Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. And I know you don't know who they are. Deadpool. I, I know I know <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. I, had to, I did have to look up Blake Lively. Oh, they are so fun. They are so fun as a couple. They're like proper. You just, you're just rooting for them because you think this is a real couple. They And he, they're just so funny. They are just so funny and brilliant. And who else do I, I like? Think that if, if Emily Ryan, Blunt. I like Emily Blunt. If Ryan Reynolds is half of anything, I think it's going to be good. Oh, I know. I love him. He's so brilliant. He's I got such, so much personality. And, you and also, he owns a football team. He what? Yeah. Did you not know that? No. Some small football team. And, you know, if we were sporty, we would know the answer to that. In? In England. He's a premier. Like, I'm going to say premiership. It may not be premiership. <laughs> it might be Wigan or that something like that. That must be weird. No, he loves it. And he comes over quite regularly. He's fantastic. I love him. So I have loads, I've loads of couples that I liked, you know, but I I don't really buy into that kind of thing very often. But but sometimes when I see people together, I think I really want you to be the real deal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes I look at, you know, Victoria and David Beckham, right? You know, the way there's this thing about them too. And they're always dissing her. And like he's some sort of, you know, golden balls as they call him. You know, but actually hmm. they're together a very long time. Like a really long time. And anytime I see them together, they look legitimate enough. And they've got four kids who seem to be very well adjusted. Do they have four kids? Yeah. Jeez, I didn't realise that. Brooklyn, Romeo, Cruz and Harper Seven. What? Yeah, the girl is called Harper Seven. Harper. Is her middle name. Seven. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm sure. But it doesn't matter. But they just seem, they seem like decent people. Who are multi, multi, multi millionaires. <laughs> I wonder what the conversation is around the Beckham's what? breakfast table. Harper Seven, come and get your... Seven. Maybe maybe there was like, I don't know. Maybe they went through six other names to get to there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Names are a bit of a funny thing. I mean, you're starting with Brooklyn, Romeo and Cruz. You're hardly going in a good well, place. Well, I mean, Brooklyn... That's where he was conceived, apparently. Yeah, I know. Well... <laughs> <laughs> apparently... <laughs> 
I think if you can pinpoint where it was conceived, you're not having a lot of sex. No, I was just <laughs> going to say that. I mean, that's very specific. That is very I would have expected them to be, you know, a little bit more muddy about yeah. where that was conceived. Although I suppose she was on tour quite a bit when she was in the Spices. That could be that. Could be that, to be fair. But Cruise, yeah, Cruise isn't great. Apparently that wasn't that the one that was supposed to be... C-R-U-Z. In homage to Tom Cruise. Was it? Yeah, I think so. Were I they think, mates at the time? I think they were mates at the time, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. And what about Irish couples? Any Irish couples you like? Can Ooh. you even think of any? <laughs> um... What was... Oh, God, I can't think of an Irish celebrity couple. Oh, my God. Do we God. have them? Yeah, we have them. We have Bono and Ali Hewson. But are they a celebrity couple now or is she just Bono's wife? Well, she does her own thing. I suppose you're, I suppose you're right there. But then you have, like, Amy Huberman, actress, and Brian O'Driscoll, rugby Excellent player. Excellent point. Two very, very prominent, really great, and they seem a very legit couple. They do, yeah. Very legit. And Amy Huberman's very nice. I've met her a couple of times. I haven't met her, but I, I love the vibe of her. Okay, so we did a little bit of a shout out and we asked for your uh, favourite celebrity couple. And I have to say, some of these are a bit wild. Do you know what? My favourite one, which I just thought was an absolute long shot, was Kylie and Michael Hutchins. Well, they were together for like at least five minutes. A year, was, maybe? Yeah, maybe a year. But it did, it did change her trajectory. It did. It did. Because the hot pants came later. No, the, yeah, the hot pants came in immediately, almost immediately after. I feel he was instrumental in her change. He was. Mm. He, uh, they say that he invented sex, Kylie. You can see why that would be. Yeah, because she was very, like, you know, with Jason Dunham, it was all very saccharine. Uh, but that wasn't what you were saying and, earlier. Like, you were wanting them to be the ultimate couple. Oh, I thought they were a great couple, though. So, are you not mad at Michael Hutchins? <laughs> no, I mean, Kylie broke up with Jason. I mean, like, Did poor he? Jason. Oh, right, okay. Like, Jason was, <laughs> that was as good as it was ever going to get for Jason. Oh, bless. Oh, my gosh. You know? I know. That's harsh. Like, if, if, if Kylie Minogue dumps you, she dumped him for Michael Hutchins, wow. who would have been a bit of an idol at Jason Oh, uh, without a doubt. You yeah, know? Because yeah. Jason Donovan, for all of his squeaky clean image, he was very much wanting to be, wanting a, rock to be a rocker. Yeah. He didn't quite do the same transition that, that she hurt. did, to be fair. No. Because he went on to be Joseph after He went that. to be Joseph in the Amazing <laughs> Technical or Dream Coach. It didn't have the same rock vibe. A role continued on by H from Steps. There was like, there wasn't not so, a bad boy. To be fair, there was no... Like short hot pants, but to be fair, he did wear one of those kind of oh the loincloth, the loincloth type thing. Emer Murphy says Tom Hanks and Rita, Rita Wilson. Yeah, Rita Wilson. What what's Rita Wilson famous for? Oh, so many things, so many. Uh, but not so much lately. Although she's done plenty of things, but I think we're also focused on Tom Hanks. But actually, Rita Wilson is a very prominent actress. Oh, comedian is she? Yeah. Oh, Rita! Oh, yeah, I do know her. And actually. you, as a comedian, should know that. No, you see, the thing about it is, I know I don't know anyone. I'm so badly informed. You know me around celebrity. Well, yeah, I mean that's all I need, me. I know that's all I need. Um, Claire Dobbin says you and Joanne. I don't know Joanne that well. <laughs> <laughs> me and Joanne, we are kind of like a thanks, Claire. We're, 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 <laughs> that's the wrong podcast. I feel like me and Joanne are like an old married couple at this point. Really? Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> uh, Lenny says Lenny says Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher oh yeah are they still together yeah very much so oh wow very much so he left Demi Moore for her I forgot about that do you remember that's so strange whenever 
Yeah, but she never let go of Bruce Willis. So, you know. Oh, she let go of Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. Bruce Willis. Well, he's married now, but they, they dress in the same pajamas all the time. Above his weight. Did you not know that they all holiday together and do all the stuff? Although he's oh, not. they're they're still very. Oh yeah, very tight. Josh Ridgway says the Beckhams maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Like quite a few people say the Beckhams because well, I think they just look at that and then they think they've been together a long, long time, and they always seem to be. You know, they've man- managed, even though there's been a few rumours, not about her ever, but always about him. Well, there was him playing footsie with your woman under the table. Do you remember that? Oh, they had but, photographs of... Oh. Yeah. Oh, I'd say David Beckham's a dog. He was always good with his feet, though, wasn't he? That's why he was a good footballer. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite one that's come in is from Emma Jean. She says Bert and Ernie. Bert and Ernie. <laughs> the other couple that comes up is Brian Dowling and Arthur Garillion. I have to say, that's a great shout. It is a great shout, actually. They seem very tight, aren't they? Ar- I have to say, Arthur, I didn't know him before. Mm-hmm. He did Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. He is, he's brilliant. Really? He's just got a great personality. I know. I love that. Uh, Monica and Chandler, they're now for real, by the way. Monica and Chandler, they were the two friends that everybody hates. That's, I'm but sorry. They were th- probably the least I, I mean, like, they were the least... Like, they are the people, they're that couple that you know that you don't like. Do you think they put them together because they were the least favourite? Of course. I know. I mean, because Chandler was like the guy that thinks he's funny. Yeah. And Monica is the one that's all uptight and likes things done a certain way. The biggest achievement of that show was making us all believe that those two characters could have friends. I <laughs> Attention Agony Rants listeners, I am on tour with my show Glamour Hammer and I'll be starting the spring leg of the tour in March and it's mostly sold out but there are tickets left for the Marketplace in Armagh. Many, many, many tickets left for the Marketplace in Armagh. Uh, there are a couple left for Belfast at the Limelight and for Glore in Ennis and the Crescent Concert Hall in Drogheda and on Green On in Letterkenny. So... The rest of them are gone, I'm afraid. In the UK, the first London show at the Bloomsbury Theatre has some seats. And also, I'll be at the Stand Comedy Clubs in Newcastle, Edinburgh and Glasgow. And you could have a family reunion at those because there's loads of space. Tickets are at GaroFairly.com or you can follow the link in my bio on Instagram. We are pausing for a moment to remind you that Agony Rants is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed the 70 plus episodes that we have lovingly created of Agony Rants, then you can show us some love right back by leaving us a nice review or a five star rating wherever you downloaded this every time you open the app, because that will help other people find us. Also, we would love to keep making the show and to make sure that happens, you can support us by subscribing to Headstuff Plus, where you will get special Agony Rants bonus episodes. You will also get access to all of the bonus episodes from the other shows on Headstuff, including this one. The show we are cross-promoting this week is Personality Bingo with Tom Moran. Now, Personality Bingo is a show that was on the Headstuff Network a couple of years ago and it took a very long break and now it has returned. Wow. Uh, It's a show where Tom interviews a guest who you will probably know and he does that by using a bingo machine. Okay. Yeah, and each number corresponds to a question and Tom asks it. Okay. And so, is it like, do you have to vet the questions beforehand or what happens there? No. Oh dear. Don't. It's like a deep dive on somebody's life. <gasps> oh my goodness. And it's well worth the listen. Here's the clip. 
Hey guys, Tom Moran here. I am the host of Personality Bingo, a podcast where we put 60 minutes on the clock. We've got a bingo machine with 60 balls in it. Here you go. And we've got 60 corresponding questions. The questions can be anything from have you ever seen a ghost to what's the most important quality for you and a romantic partner to have you ever or would you ever consider seeing a fortune teller. In season two of Personality Bingo, we've got episodes with Brezzy. We've got Emma Kerwin. We've got Justine Stafford. If you want to go back into the archives, we've got 130 episodes there, including episodes with Paul Meskel. That's Personality Bingo with me, Tom Moore. Okay, Neve, we have a problem. Oh, I love a problem. Um, hi, Neve and Garoud. I love the podcast. I am a single woman in my late 30s. I have a good job, my own apartment, and a cat who I love dearly. Aww. She is, of course, no boots, but I love her all the same. I have a great relationship with my mother. I am an only child and live close to her. My father died 14 years ago, and after that, we became close friends. She is a cool mother. She has lots of hobbies and loves the arts and we have great conversations. I have lots of friends and I consider my mother one of them. She is interesting and has a great appetite for life. We recently did a ceramics course together. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. And it was so much fun. I can imagine. When I was 16, my mother told me that I was adopted. I had suspected for some time, but my father had wanted to keep it from me until he felt I was mature enough to process it. It was no big deal. After he passed, we looked into tracing my birth mother. We found her quite quickly and arranged to meet. It turns out I have quite a few Irish siblings. My mum is very excited that I have these new relations and happy that I have made a connection with my birth mother. My problem is I have no interest whatsoever in these people. (laughs) Well, it's good to be honest. (laughs) Say what you really feel. I don't care about them. I don't particularly like them. And I am absolutely not making space for them in my life. This might sound cold. But I live a very full life. My mother is concerned that I will have no family when she passes. But I have plenty of friends. I don't want to keep having this conversation with her as it is morbid and she is very healthy and active. I would like this to be put to bed once and for all. As for the family, I'm happy to keep in touch, but I'm not planning another meeting anytime soon. Love to know your thoughts. Emily. This is a good one now. This is the sort of cold-blooded... <laughs> That's very unfair. Surgical extraction of things that you don't like that I absolutely applaud. You love it. You love I it. absolutely applaud. I know, and she, I, I applaud it too in the sense that knowing what you like or what you don't like is a really good skill. It's a life It's a life skill. You have, Absolutely. And you have developed it beautifully, I have to say. I that. have, yeah. Yeah, I'm very... <laughs> cut to the chase, no messing. Okay, so where do you stand on this? Well, I think, right, I feel for the mother. Okay. Because I feel like that this is not Amelie's problem. It's the mother's problem. The mother is thinking, I'm getting old. My daughter is somebody who's a bit of a lone wolf. And I'm going to, I could potentially be leaving this mortal coil and I'm all she has. I think that that's what the mother No, I can understand that. But she is leaving her with some ceramics, obviously. Absolutely. You know, so that's always good. (laughs) (laughs) But like, the thing about it is, right, one of the really cool things about being adopted is that you get to fantasise 
About who the person is. About this life. You know, why did, you know, why did somebody, why did you get given up for adoption? You know, maybe your mother was a secret agent. Maybe she was, you know, the queen of Spain. <laughs> she had an illicit affair with a waiter. Like, you don't know. It's I know. Like, so you grow up with all of this stuff churning around in your head. And then, and then you discover they're like, and like then you meet this load of <laughs> bull thick Irish people. And you're just like, no, I'm sorry. No. And I think that that's what they represent for her. I think she's just like, no, I'm happier with my... But you know what's interesting here? There is no mention of the actual mother. The birth mother. Well, I presume that she's just thrown into the churn. I guess, like she's saying that she has a lot of siblings. She only mentions the siblings. She doesn't, they, they found the siblings. Yeah, I think she's just thrown them in altogether she's just like I have no interest in any of these people I have a mother yeah but this girl has been on her own for a long time yeah she's been the sole focus of her parents for a long time and then she's lost her dad which I'm really sorry about that but your mum is trying to protect you yes she knows what it's like to be alone it's not very nice I mean you know and I understand that but you're right in knowing that you have your friends and sometimes you make your own family. You don't need to take somebody else's if they're just randomly related by blood. Um, you know, we often have conversations about whether <laughs> your family is. <laughs> oh, <we laughs> you know, know, just because yeah. your blood doesn't mean your family. You know, so, I mean, yeah, I, I, I just hope somebody calls me a cool mother someday. <laughs> you know, even if there well, are ceramics involved. <laughs> I think if you are somebody who is a lone wolf, yeah. And then you are, somebody kind of forces you to become part of something. I think that's bad enough. But to be part of something that is, you know, if, if, if it's a lot of siblings, that can be a lot. Yeah, but. Uh, you know, yeah. like, like a big and, Irish family is loud. There's loads of chat, you know. And a very different dynamic if she's from America, which we kind of are trying yeah, I to guess. I actually think she is. Like her, she's yeah. got a private Instagram. Okay. Let us in, Emily. Yeah, I know. What's that all about? I've requested a follow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but you're right. In fairness to, you know, if she refers to them as Irish, she's definitely Irish. So, you know, she's not living here. No. And I, I, and I definitely think that she is willing to have these people on her family tree. <laughs> but that is it's as good, you know. far as it goes. Actually, do you know, I think a really good way to reassure your mother is to say, I promise you, if anything happens to you, I will develop, you know, I will get in contact with them or if I ever feel the lack of it, I'll know I'll be able to develop a relationship there. You know, I think you want to reassure that you're very content where you are and that you've got good friends and sure, you know, obviously you want like spending time with her. So make sure your friends are involved in that transaction every now and then. Do you know what I mean? And may, reassure her that you're happy in your life and, and that you don't feel alone. Maybe, like, maybe your mother feels that you're a little bit over-reliant on her. Oh, maybe that's it. That's a different, that's a different problem. Because you say you do a lot with her and that she's, you know, she is part of your friend group. But maybe your mother feels I'm, I'm a very big part of my daughter's life. And, okay. you know, and you've had, you've had like the first death of a parent. So that, that's, that's all of a sudden it's in the ether. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, parents die. Okay. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a horrible thing that we all have to face. And maybe your mother is just thinking, oh, 
she could potentially be on her own. And, you know, because your mother knows you better than anybody else. I mean, it's it's not very clear, but I, I think the main fear, speaking as a mom, you know, you do, well, not speaking as a mom, but speaking as anybody that understands, you never want someone to be on their own. Sure yeah. you don't. And so there's just that fear. And and yet, you know, and, and sometimes if you're from a certain generation, you think the family has to be related. But the simple truth is you've grown up in family where you aren't actually related. You've just been loved. And so surely she, she of all people could understand if you went to her and said to her, Mum, I am loved by my friends. I'm not alone. Yeah. So don't be worried about me. I'll keep in touch. And if I feel I need it, I will reach out. But don't try and force it. I think that's an okay thing to say. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think that you could make it clear to your mother that this family is not your only option. Also, you can say, I don't feel connected to these people. Yeah, and that's fair enough. And you, But you, you could also tell your mother that her concern in this situation is what makes her a great mother. Yeah. And that you're grateful for it, but not let's to worry. draw a line on it. Yeah, not this. to worry about it. I know it's, it's kind of a tough one, Emily, because I know... If you love your mum and and you really enjoy being with her, then you must have a very open relationship. But you should be able to discuss this. And if she loves you, she will accept it. Completely. No, she and will. Also, the other thing is, right, maybe with all of those Irish siblings, maybe the key to that could be to not to view it as one thing. Yeah. You know, if there's a lot of them, maybe there's, you know, maybe there's one person that you could keep in touch that with. That you can keep in touch with. Maybe, you know, yeah, like... Maybe you'll find someone in it. There's an uncle or, you know, you know, not... Maybe it's not the one Not the whole gang, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's not the stepsister that has, you know, six kids and will happily ship them over to you for six weeks in the summer. Just <laughs> <laughs> you spend their J-1 like, I mean, visa with you? Yeah, it's like... <laughs> maybe say no to that. But, you know, there might be an uncle or that, you know, there might be somebody that... Um, I guess can be your little anchor point into them if you want it. Plus, plus there might become a time. I mean, I know you're in your late 30s, so you're probably thinking that you're done with your curiosity in life. But maybe later on you'd like to know or maybe you'll need to know things about your birth mother. True. You know, or things that are in the family medically or even just you may become curious about who this person was. Or maybe when your own mother, shall we say, your adopted mother, but your, your real mother for you, is gone, maybe you will feel the lack of that connection to some family. You just don't know what's ahead. But I mean, honestly, it's nice that you found your family, but there is no, there's no compunction on you to actually be a part of that. You know, and to be fair, I think all this from your mum is really just making sure you're going to be okay. And I think that also, uh, like, Emily does seem quite considered. Yes, she does. So I don't think you're going to, I don't think you're going to slam a door. No. No, she said she, she does say I'm happy to keep in touch, but I I'm not really interested in seeing yeah. them. I know maybe they suggested they they are going to come over and spend like all the summer no, with them. I mean, don't open that door, Emily. Honest, keep your wits about <laughs> yeah, you, I know. Emily, <laughs> because <laughs> if there's one thing that Irish people love, it's a room in New York. <laughs> <laughs> we are assuming she's in New York. To be fair, no, I think I I, I think she is. Mm. Um, I don't well, know what it definitely feels. That. It definitely feels like she's not here. I, well, actually, do you know what? Maybe she isn't because I go. I saw her name on Instagram and a request to follow, but wasn't picked up. Um, <laughs> so then I just did a bit of a deep dive of people with that name. Okay. So was, this could be somebody totally randomly different. Oh, I mean, it could be. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she. Okay. This could be like Amelie from Newbridge. Like, <laughs> there's no rush, Amelie. I think you just relax, enjoy your mum, and just say to your mum. 
thanks. I, I really appreciate the fact that you're caring about me. I'm hoping you're not going to die anytime soon, if the, unless this is a precursor into a conversation you don't want. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah. I, you know, I think I understand your mother's concern because, you know, nobody wants to think of their lovely, their absolute revered child. I mean, she clearly yeah. loves you and, and she doesn't want you to be alone. Also, for someone that's a bit of a lone wolf, that big Irish family thing, that's a lot. Oh, that's a shocker. It's a lot of work. Yeah. It is a lot of work. But Sometimes like I say, maybe, maybe there is, maybe there's an uncle. Yeah, maybe um, there's a, someone in it that you could keep some connection with. But I mean, I don't know how important that is. Obviously, if you can keep in touch and just send an odd card and stuff like that. And then if you ever really, truly felt you needed it, you could look into it then. I like the problems we're attracting, Neve. I know. This is a See, much higher class. A very high class problem. It is. It is. It is. It's Emily, almost like we should be able to say something that I, is right. I, I would actually... I'd bet a pound to a grand oh. that Amelie is a Headstuff Plus subscriber. I'm going to check that. Oh, you should I check bet it. you she is because she it's be. a better class of person. I know. I know they're very supportive. Very supportive. Yeah. Maybe not our subscriber. She knows. She understands. She understands. Yeah. Things, you know, the way the world works. She's cut and dried. I get something I like and I'm going to pay for it. I bet I... She knows about herself, I feel. Very complete person. Listen, Annalie, well done on everything in life. Let us know how you get on. Yeah. And um, give your mother a hug from me. Do you know what? <laughs> I have to say that we, did, we, didn't, we didn't really touch on that enough. That your mother sounds amazing. Like she, your relationship with your mother does sound very enviable. I know. It is nice. Imagine doing a ceramics course with your mom. I reckon if I said that to my mom, she might do it. Yeah, my mom would be into it. My like, mother, listen, if I rang my mother tomorrow and told her I was going to a bake sale, she'd come. Do you know what it is though? <laughs> In all of those situations, it's it's the actual logistics. Who's going to book it? When are we going to do it? I know. Who's picking who up? Do you know, actually, funny enough, my husband, we were watching him the TV one day and he turned around to me and said, do people do pottery classes? Because there was an ad for something on the TV where they did were doing pottery. I said, I think you can do them all right. He says, I'd like to do that. I've been with him for 24 years. I never knew that. <laughs> so you never stop learning. Never stop learning. Um... Do you think Paul and I count as a celebrity couple? <laughs> <laughs> Neve Kavanagh and her husband. You've been an RSVP. I know. I have. I vaguely recall. Agnewrants.gmail.com if you want to get in touch. We always want to hear your follow-ups. Oh, your really do. problems. I'm so desperate for it. Headstuff Plus if you want to be a subscriber. We would really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.